Hello, welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to this week's episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. It's going to be all about our children and mental health. Um, and so giving advice to help with this. I have Dr. Lugo coming back with us to talk about this very important issue. We have a lot of other issues that we're going to be talking about in future episodes. So this is very exciting. So before I get started in what we're going to be doing, I'll start with introductions. So for those that don't know me, my name is Dr. Uday. I'm a board certified family medicine physician based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Uh, I own a primary care practice named the Apple Valley Family Medicine, and I also do aesthetics uh, as well. My goal is to have my patients feeling good and looking good. So let's get right to it. So uh, Dr. Tulukwe Alugo is who we have today. She is an amazing child and adolescent psychiatrist. She's the founder of St. John's CAP and the Emotions Ambassador Program. She hosts the Walking on Eggshells with Dr. Tolu podcast, and her goal is to help you balance supporting your child's mental health while caring for your own emotional health. So Dr. Tolu, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Dr. Ude, for having me. It's a real privilege to be back again. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so the, the topic today is communicating to kids or your children about peer pressure when drugs in schools an issue and on the rise. So I'll start with the first question. Um, you know, how common is this issue, do you find? Very common, particularly, I mean, more common in high school, but again, I'm seeing a lot of middle schoolers who, have, who are experimenting with drugs, particularly marijuana. And in high school, we're seeing um, a greater variety of drugs Mm. So very rare in elementary school, but I have seen one or two who said they actually had their first joints in maybe grade five. So it's wow. not unheard of. That is just shocking. So um, what are the obstacles that parents face when they are trying to communicate with their children about, you know, drugs in school? Um, one, I think having an understanding of the extent of the problem. I think from a lot of parents, you're actually ignorant that these drugs are there uh, or the variety of drugs that exist and the different accesses that the children have. I think that's, so ignorance is one obstacle that the children, um, that parents face is not having information at all or burying your head in the sand and thinking, my child will never do that. <laughs> you know, so I think that's one. Uh, number two is, well, the kids really hide it very well. So where there's poor communication between parents and children, um, it's just not a conversation that they're comfortable having or that they actually have the opportunity to have because they don't, they don't operate on that level with their child. So usually it's just, how is your homework, your homework done? Have you had, you know, there's no deeper conversation. So communication, being aware, and then having the child trust them enough to really um, appreciate their views on things. I think, you know, most 
teenagers trust their friends more. So for a teenager to think their parents is cool enough or, you know, hip enough to have information that's relevant, I think that's really important. So communication, trust, being aware of, of, of um, the drugs out there mm-hmm. and access points. Those are the main um, obstacles I see so far. Okay, so what, um, I guess this is the meat of it. What, what tips do you have for parents to be able to tackle this and, and help? Well, I, I think the point at which they're beginning to tackle is really not where they should start from. So from the very young age, you want to have a good relationship with your child, have a good foundation of open communication and appropriate balance of being a parent versus being a friend. You want to be kind of in the middle, you know, so you want to already have a very good relationship with your child and with their friends. You want to have an open door policy where their friends like to come to your home, where your home is a place to be. So therefore, you know, you can see what they're doing. Their friends are your friends. Um, You want your child to be able to really trust you, know that, you know, it's a no judgment zone. Yes, you want them to know what your values are, but you want them to know that when they're in any trouble, the first person they contact is you not their friend. I think that's so, so important for our kids to know that, yes, we have values, we have, um, you know, we're strict, but when push comes to shove, the phone call is first to home. So that's that's important. And then you want your kids to trust you, that, you know, you have their interests at, at heart. You're not trying to make them the most boring child <laughs> in school. You're just trying to help them. So those are some of the ways to start. And then open communication about drugs because you just can't say, especially in this day and age, you can't use drugs because I said so. That reason is obsolete. (laughs) You have to be able to explain why. Why are drugs dangerous? What can you do to them in terms of their brain development, their ability to be in control of themselves in peer situations? Give them life examples. So if you see something on the news about a really situation gone bad with a teenager, Bring it to their attention. If you know of any life examples in your family that you could that you could share, you know, in a discreet enough manner, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do so. So they know they know that this is not just some your know, mom just picking um, examples out of the air. These are real life examples of people who have struggled or who have gone down a, a wrong path, or who have had their drinks laced or used substances. You know, just and maybe became really unwell. So give life, you know, give life examples and um, let them. Provide feedback as and ask them, so what I've said, do you think it makes sense? What do you think? What are your friends saying? Who's using drugs in your school? Are drugs available in your be nosy? Mm. Who's are drugs available in your school? What do you think about them? What's your take on them? Because some kids will tell you, Well, I don't see any point in what you're telling me. I don't see any point in not using drugs. So that way you know what you're up against. Rather than assuming that you've had a one-way conversation, you haven't obtained feedback, you think they've imbibe what you've told them but really they've just thrown it away so it's good to have open communication about their own views what they do they think this is something they want to try have they actually tried it and for parents whose kids have actually gone down the route of using substances a question i always ask them is what what do these substances do for you what are you trying to achieve Mm. is it just to be cool and be around my friends you know be socially acceptable the solution mm. for that is different. Is it because the child feels anxious and so this um, marijuana, whatever, helps them to manage their anxiety? 
something to say or I use it to improve my mood or I use it to sleep. And then you know you want to get them other help for those areas. So communication is really key in understanding the the role that these substances are, um, you know, or these drugs that they're playing in this child's life. That's important. This is so, so very enlightening. So just in general, what's, what kind of drugs have you heard of? Um, that well, yeah. The commonest one will be marijuana. A lot of a lot of people are I mean, like like right now in Canada it's 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 legal above the age of eighteen. So but you would see kids younger than eighteen who are using marijuana. Uh, people are vaping, so nicotine, um, alcohol. Alcohol not so much because I guess access and and expand the cost depending on where you live. Um, but it depends, some kids are drinking a lot. Particularly the high schoolers, they're having binges. So they've gone the, over the weekend, they're having a lot of spirits, so vodka, you know, whiskey, and so on in, in large quantities. Uh, and they'll have binges over the weekends. Um, some are experimenting with harder drugs. So you're, we're talking like um, opiates. Mm. Um, people are trying meth. People are trying things like Molly, the, the Lodis, street drugs, so benzodiazepines. So the lorazepam, Xanax, um, fentanyl, you know, so really dangerous cocaine. You know, we're seeing a lot more exposure to all kinds of drugs, but marijuana is one that is very common. And most kids, when you say, do you use any drugs? They will say no. And then I have to ask them, do you use marijuana? And they'll go, oh, yeah, because they don't even rea realize that that has impact on their brain development or brain function. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously for the viewers, this is, this does not reflect, you know, all kids, you know, but this is just, you know, talking about the exposure, you know, to now, would you be able to say like, as far as percentages, you know, do you know anything as far as percentages on the exposure and that kind of stuff? Oh, not off the top of my head. I really couldn't say right now. I, I did a, an interview recently with an addiction psychiatrist and he might have given a couple of percentages. I can't tell you now, but I can come back to you on it. Uh, what you know what the percentages are i really appreciate it so and this is just to shed lights you know for parents you know obviously i have a teen so this is something that um is also of interest to me just to make sure that we are aware of what's out there and to you know help our children um so uh dr solo how um where where do you you know, where do you come in? Like when, when is the right time if parents are seeing that they're having problems like this with their children, when, when, do, when do they call a psychiatrist in? When do you get involved? Um, so typically I would get involved with, if a child has a mental health disorder. So for example, a child is anxious, is depressed, be, or severe behavioral disturbances. And then in that conversation, it then turns out that there's substance use either preceding the symptoms or alongside the symptoms. So a child may always have been anxious, but suddenly now they're using, they're using marijuana or they're trying other substances. And the child is saying, this helps my anxiety. So at that point, we're trying to say, okay, can we use other ways of managing your anxiety such that you can let this habit go? Or a child is just so emotionally dysregulated, you know, anger outbursts, um, you know, significant behavioral disturbances when they're intoxicated and then parents are saying, can you help? In those kind of situations, we will do an assessment. We might recommend addiction treatment, sometimes even residential treatment to try and get away from the drug scene at school, 
kind of intensive rehabilitation um, you know, um, uh, programs are available out there. So my, my role will be to really assess the child, make it do a diagnostic assessment, figure out the role of substances and why this child has presented to me and make recommendations based on that. So if a parent feels that their child has really, really changed in their functioning, they're not functioning at school, home life is difficult, even friendships are falling away. They have a new group of friends who all they do is use substances and they're hiding or they're even going missing away from home. I mean, I've got some kids who have left home to go live with other families who are more permissive or go and live in drug houses, for example. So all those kind of reasons are, you know, are, are causes for you to seek help, professional help for your child. Dr. Alugo, thank you so much. Um, so if people wanted to um, connect with you or um, get some more information about you, where would they where would they go? So I have a YouTube channel called St. John Cap. That is S-A-I-N-T-J-O-N-C-A-P-P. So Cap with a double P. So I'm on YouTube, I have various um, interviews with different health professionals on different mental health topics, including substance use. I have a podcast called Working on Eggshells with Dr. Tulu where I also discuss similar issues, and a website with a blog called www.stjohncap.com. And if you're in New Brunswick, Canada, St. John, um, and you're looking for a psychiatrist, well, you need a referral to me, but then that's where I'm based. Okay. So much. Mm -hmm. Enlightening. So you guys have heard it. This is just to help um, give information. If there's any concern for this, definitely seek uh, a professional. Um, a psychiatrist or, you know, a professional that definitely can help. Um, if you're looking for a primary care office, a primary care, quality primary care doctor, we are accepting new patients at Apple Valley Family Medicine. Our number is 304-350-1087. And you can find us online at www.applevalleyfamilymed. You guys have a great week. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, Please take a moment to subscribe, share, and include a review. Don't forget, you're worth it, and your health is our priority. Tune in for another episode next week, and have a great rest of your week.